my god. Okay, there, everything loaded. <laughs> everything wasn't loading at first. Hi, welcome to the goths next door. Let me put locks on all these things in OBS. Hi. Hey, sexies. Hello, everyone. Hello, gang. Hi. Um, welcome. Sasha. Welcome back, fam. Oh my, um, <laughs> my name is Sasha Massacre, your favorite goth model extraordinaire. I'm Melissa Morbid, like my cup says. Thank you, Shay. Love You're this. <laughs> um, I'm Shay. Hi, I'm your goth momager. I'm Angela Undead. I didn't really prepare a little description. She's hot. She's our hot goth makeup artist. She's hot. Artist extraordinaire. I'm hot. Our professional makeup artist of she was another born to caliber. Yeah. I forgot. I'm an actress. Sorry. Yes. And this, like this way. No, this way. Let me hold my hands this way. This is Lindsay's schoolcraft. Oh, the yes, amazing, the wonderful, the beautiful, the talented. We've all been watching this. We've all been <laughs> so excited. The legend, the beauty, the talent, the mystery. Maybe, but thank you. Thank you so much for having me, guys. This is so exciting. I've wanted to be here for a hot minute. Oh my gosh. You, so you are like one here. of the number one people we have been waiting for to have on here. Like Absolutely. we are so insanely like stoked. Oh shit. <laughs> Trying to open the fucking chat. Sorry. That's why I'm my Oh wait, my I haven't scattered. even opened up the chat. That's a good point. I'm I'm seeing so this. Now it's happening here. So it is, but it isn't. Do you stream at all? Like, are you into streaming? Me? Yeah. Um, I am always stuck behind this computer over here, yeah. writing and recording new music. So, like, streaming, like, no, I, I actually do. I only do stuff on my Patreon now. I'm kind of like low key, just chilling in the background these Which, days. By the way, if you're not a patron of hers, you should be. Her Patreon is. Y'all better subscribe now. She's got great content. And she's always in touch. You're always sending messages. I'm always like, damn, she's on top of her shit. (laughs) Well, (laughs) I mean, (laughs) deadlines are terrifying. You don't want to piss anyone off. (laughs) No, that's that's very true. That's how I No, you're on top of shit. That's why like I have like calendars and memos and color coordinated pens. I guess that's like on theme with our uh, work theme. So this week we're talking about women working and women in the industry. And I couldn't come up with a catchier name. If I could have, I would have. But uh, yeah, we all we all work. And we all identify as women. So that's that's Period. the shit. <laughs> I think that's really catchy, Shay. I don't know what you're talking about. Well, I was gonna say yeah. something like you know, like because I wanted to be inclusive, but then I realized like we all just. I'm pretty sure I didn't. Lindsay, do you just are you a, do you just identify as a woman? I'm sorry, I didn't ask at a time. I should have. Oh. Ha- <laughs> I I identify as a potato. Um, okay, no, that's uh, perfect. No, <laughs> no fair, I, I definitely like full on female, okay, straight yeah. as a board. Okay, yeah, born women, good with so being a woman. Like, yeah. The end. Maybe in the future, though, I would definitely love to open up and like talk to more people about like working in the industry from like all kinds of different aspects. Like we're gonna start here, and I'm really excited yes. because. You have done so much work in the industry. You've been working in the industry for like, I don't want to, I'm not age. I I just realized what direction that was going in and I'm not aging you. So it's so cool that you graduated high school last year and you're, but you have the longest IMDB in resume ever. (laughs) Welcome to adulthood. (laughs) Welcome to adulthood. 
Yeah, it's been happening for yeah a while now. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> well, thank you. No, that's very kind of you. No, no, I'm actually I'm proud to say like I just uh, I know some of you are Pisces here. I just turned 37, and I am not ashamed of my age. Um, I've been doing this 22 years, and I think with the time comes like all this experience and knowledge and weird ass stories. So like you know. I don't miss high school. I don't know about the rest of y'all, but. <laughs> no, yeah, no, you're absolutely right. I'm 33 and I love it. Like I'm having a great time. Yeah, it's a good age. 30s rock. Yeah, I feel like less pressure. Oh my gosh, we got to a level one hype train. Thank you, everyone. Thank Woo! you to all of oh my God. wonderful hype friends train! for coming. Let's fucking go. Oh, they're great. Yeah, we Hi guys. need some weird ass stories in here. We'll get Come into on, hype train. Um, we do have some <laughs> questions prepared for you because we're going to get to know Lindsay first and then we're going to dive in and talk about just work in general from our pers- our our perspective. Excuse me. I need mm-hmm. some water. But um, Sasha, do you want to start with the first question? Queen of Queens. No. Okay. <laughs> um, <die>. Yes. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, Lindsay, let me ask you this. We want our audience to get to know you. Okay. Um, so what are some key highlights about you and your career? You know, like, can you talk a little bit about your background? When did you start? You know, what's your education like? You know, how did you get into the field that you're in? That's a really good question. Um, well, I've been a workhorse since the age of 15. I think that like has something to do with it. But I just like decided this is what I want to do. And I'm going to dive into it fully. And uh, I have a lot of friends in high school. I found out like recently, well, I like last year, I'm actually autistic. So like that explains why I only had like a few little homies and I didn't really go out and party and I'd lock myself in my room and be like, okay, I got to like, I got to not suck at my instruments. Like that's like rule number one. Like if you want to do this, you have to not suck. So I started there, but I'd say the most important thing was networking. Mm, um, yeah. my, I had this like really crappy all girl punk band in high school called princess riot. But because, because of Ooh. my space, I net, I networked this shit out of us and I got us on warp tour in Oh five and Oh six. Come on. Yeah. Mainly yeah. Canadian date, but like, you know, it was just, it was all about the hustle. And then, um, I went to university for classical music. I absolutely hated it, but I was like, I got to like not suck at what I do. So I got to keep going. And during that time, because of networking, I joined this like huge band called Cradle of Filth. And I was with them for seven years. And during that time, again, it's just all about like, you know, being pleasant and lovely and helping one another. And I feel like that's really how I've established myself and have made it a full-time career. Amazing. I have to say you are one of the loveliest people I've ever, I haven't worked with you, but I've ever interacted with. So that is true. Also, hi, Redcoat Kez. Hell hi. Hi, Hello, Redcoat Kez. Yeah, I could definitely agree with that. You are like definitely one of the sweetest and most genuine people I've talked to in the music industry, period. And, you know, I feel like you're just a total powerhouse and an amazing voice for women and femmes and, you know, people, people in alternative and metal music. You're making me cry. I did this eyeshadow <laughs> just for eyeshadow. you. Oh, no. <laughs> That's my room. job to make people cry. 
They're so sweet. I was like, what kind of people are you talking to that are so awful? Like how, <laughs> like, is it's my industry that bad? No, <laughs> but we can get into that later. <laughs> All right. I'm down for that. <laughs> Next question. All right. Can you tell us how old were you, you were when you first got involved with the music industry and what steps did you take to get your foot in the door? I was 15. Oh my I was God. 15 oh my like, playing bars before nine o'clock in my, in my city here that I grew up. And I was like this all girl punk band and they're like, you can play, but at nine o'clock, you got to be out of here. You got to get all your gear off the stage. You got to go home. But it was great because like <laughs> they put us on like first when everyone is pre-drinking. So we opened for like some pretty cool acts. We were like the warm up, like the real, <laughs> the ultimate warm up band. Like they, oh they God. remember us because they were so sober. So I started, <laughs> I started, to, I wish they didn't. I'm sure some of them are traumatized. Like we were very like Jack off Jill meets letters to Cleo, but like really bad. Um, so <laughs> oh hell yeah. God, the description <laughs> is epic. Yeah, it was it was a good time. It was really fun, really catchy tunes and just a lot of yelling and playing our instruments really like breaking the strings or playing them so hard. So I played bass, by the way, and sang. So um, and then I just started studying the industry. There is this book called Everything You Need to Know About the Music Business. But back then it was like the second edition. Now we're on the 10th. And I just started reading. And um, that's uh, that's how I made it work. And Mel, I totally forgot the second half of that question. It's it's late. My brain no worky worky. <laughs> no worry. We okay, can repeat totally whatever questions. Um, yeah. The next half was. was, what steps did you take to get your foot in the door? Honestly, there's this quote flying around in like the entre- entrepreneurial space that says like, opportunity is luck meets preparation. Mm. And I was just prepared and in the right place at the right time when these things happen like that's you know it's just really what it comes down to you kind of have to be top of mind with people who are like really movers and shakers in your industry like you know this person is like on time organized easy to work with doesn't mind a challenge you know maybe building their resume and can do it like sadly undercutting the other guy but it's like creative industries is going to happen and if like people know that they're probably going to call you so so true that's a great mm-hmm. quote like i, I love, love that. that opportunity and being prepared or Try, you better clip that and then, remember yeah i like literally wrote down a timestamp <laughs> so i could clip it out because i was like i need to remember this yeah, like, that's, that's fantastic advice us. yeah i was like oh damn that's good <laughs> all right i'm so blown away i totally forgot it's my turn to ask a question you're okay. like you're like over here giving a TED talk, and I'm like, yeah, taking notes. Oh my god, okay. I am here for it. Uh, I know, text me after. <laughs> yeah, seriously. Uh, well, what were some? What are some career highlights for you? Like, what are some big memorable moments that like just for you? I need a minute because I've had so many. I've been ah. so damn blessed, so blessed uh, in the space. Like, it's I've. Oh my God. Like I, listen, I hated cradle of filth in high school, but it was still one of the coolest things I've ever done. And during that time I got to perform for and meet like ice tea and Danzig and like That's so many cool damn. people. Uh, okay. So yeah. Cool. Like the top of the tops in heavy metal. And I've got to talk with them and learn from them. I think 
two of the biggest ones that have happened so far that I'm just like, uh, this happened? Like, I still don't believe it is. My first album I co-produced with Rocky Gray, who is the original drummer of Evanescence. He was a big part of their upbringing and the Fallen record, which was like their biggest record. Him and I did a whole album together and he's just like... insane. He's... I have to pinch myself. I'm like, what? You know, and we still text each other on the regular. We're working on a new album right now and I'm just so like... How how did this happen? But I put it on a vision board like 15 years ago saying, I'm going to work with Evanescence one day. And this you is kind of like... You manifested it. You manifested that. I knew yeah. you were a witch. <laughs> <laughs> Just come on, universe, give it to me. Uh, I'm ready. I'm here in my football gear. Come on. Um, <laughs> there was that. And then the, the second biggest one was working with Motionless and White because... I have admired the shit out of Chris in that band for years. And when he contacted me, I'm like, are you for real right now? So the, doing Cyberhex and, um, Which oh my God, amazing. why can't I forget the other song? Thank you. <laughs> I'm really tired, guys. Don't hate me for forgetting the second song. No, They're going to tell me in the chat. They're going to tell me in the chat because you know what? They got my back. Um, but it's the look into the darkness or stare into the darkness or whatever. Oh, oh, um, God, oh, which which oh one is that? Uh, I don't know. I, I, know. Mean, I should know that too. I'm not good with names. We're all tired now. It reminded Doesn't me of Justin like a, do that song? Corpse oh, Nation. Oh, very Corpse Nation. Thank, Thank you, you chat. Thank you. Oh. Yeah. So that was like a that was just like a you know a big oh. what the hell moment. Did we lose Mel? Did oh, no. Melissa Mel, disappear? Oh no. Yeah, I don't know where she went. Uh oh. Uh oh. We lost our Melly. Shit. Well fuck. Oh, hang on. <laughs> What is, I got her back. Wow. Getting her back. It's not a stream if we don't have something going on, y'all. Right? There's always Seriously. a thing. You know how it goes. Oh, my gosh. Oh, my buddy, one of my best friends, Brad right. Seed, is here. Hi, Brad. I was going to say, thank you, Mr. Bradley Seed, for the, <laughs> for the answers. Yes, you are a genius. <laughs> Mr. Seed. <Okay>. Mr. Seed. <laughs> Hi, Liz. Oh, Can you see us? Hey, Mel. Are you back? I hope you guys enjoy my coffee ASMR. I love it. Oh, I, I can join you on that one too. Oh my God, wait, I love your mug. What? <laughs> my, fr- <laughs> my, what? my friend Gaia sent me it for my birthday because we always joke like, I would stab a bitch for you. Like, I love you so much. <laughs> so I fucking love that. And that's exact. I can just like hear the accent of the cat saying that. Just it's like what? Like I don't know. It's what? just like a what? Where, yeah, like what? A, what? <laughs> like that's just what the cat's saying. Yeah, I don't know how to it. describe it. It's um, him. His little googly eyes. The it mug. Yeah. Okay. Child. I think yeah. it's Miss Undead's turn it to ask questions. So, what? Where do you draw inspiration? for music like bands or is there a certain artist what inspired you for the longest time it was definitely like old school evanescence that was like um my my mecca of inspiration but then as I got older and they changed a little bit uh I really like this artist his name is John Crosby he's from Seattle, but he goes by vast video audio sensory theater and he mixes like 
world music with grunge rock and it's the coolest shit I've ever heard. There's like these big strings and like tribal choirs and it's super nerdy. It just, what? it, it really, he, he had a song on Buffy the Vampire Slayer. It was a uh, touch. You'll recognize it the minute you hear it. You'll be like, Oh, I remember this. Um, it was a way back throwback. Um, but yeah, I find just through, with Spotify is amazing. Like you can find so much new music so quickly. So, um, I just, I, you know, bad omens is one Shay. I know you're not crazy about them, but bad omens is one that I love the production of. I, cause I like the weekend. Uh, and then what else is inspiring me right now? Like spirit box, but then there's also a lot of electronic artists. So yeah, Spirit Box, Box is so good. So good. They're, when I heard her voice live, I felt like I was ascending. <gasps> right? Like, I, that, that chick is so fucking talented. I was like, damn. And they're playing before ghosts. Like, I really am in church. <laughs> <laughs> it was it. very, it was very, like, felt rebirthed. I love that. So good. I definitely got goosebumps when I saw them live. It was amazing. Um, but yeah, if if there's like nothing swimming around, sorry, just down that thought, if there's like nothing swimming around for inspiration, I just go watch Bjork live or listen oh to a weird God, Bjork yes. album. And uh, that's it. I'm like, I am inspired again. I can be whatever I want to be. She's yelling over top of beats. Why can't I? <laughs> Period. I mean, honestly, she's, she's that's so real. Else. Yeah, she is from another planet. Definitely. I don't want to meet her. Yeah. I just, I've met too many of my idols and I'm like, you can stay pristine and weird like you're from Venus and I'm okay with that. Mm. Yeah. Fair. (laughs) So next question. um, What are some of your favorite aspects about working in the music industry? (sighs) I think the most, mm, there's so many. I mean, getting to dress up and look awesome is definitely a somewhere on the list and being creative with that. That's so much fun. Um, Mainly like making the music and building these connections with my fans. My fans actually are, they keep me inspired when they write into me and tell me about their, what they're going through, what they've been through. Um, I love connecting with my fans, uh, but also traveling, really love traveling. And of course the live show, I'm just so itching to get back up on stage it's like oh it's been too long so but I mean yeah it's it's like it's it's not that bad of a place it's unfortunate to hear sometimes people are like oh like people in the industry are rude and arrogant and I just kind of flow with my own tribe of really cool people and it's been actually quite fun and we all kind of inspire and motivate one another so so my little contained safe pocket of the internet um one of them here being Brad who's reminding me that I work for him right now. Thanks, Brad. <laughs> we can kill the vibe. <laughs> I assist his management and I, I, I enjoy you forget. it. <laughs> I was forgetting about you for an hour or two. Thanks, Brad. <laughs> probably, probably blowing up my phone. <laughs> He's like, you better oh, stay in contact with me forever. He's actually said that like the oh. first week we became friends. He's like, you have to be my friend forever. And then he called me the other day and he's like, he called me at like 10 o'clock at night to tell me about something he was really excited about. I don't remember what it was, but I was like, I'm, I'm stuck with you forever. Aren't I? He's like, yeah, until I die. Cause we know I'm going to die first. <laughs> oh, damn. Damn. Damn.
what? Oh my god! Oh my god! Oh, wow. Thank you, Nikki oh Murphy. Yes. Thank you, M Nikki Murphy Ooh. or Nikki Murph thirteen. Thank you. Ooh la la! Amazing. Now I have to hear that sound in my head over and over and over. The sub sound. I'm not mad about it. Yeah. I set it up, but that's me. I I still never get to hear it when it's, it's a pretty cool sound. Yeah, <laughs> I, I I have an idea of what it is. I just <laughs> I don't have the pleasure of hearing it go off every time somebody does the thing. I don't mind it. My problem is that it then blocks out y'all's audio, and I have to guess what you're saying. I have to guess what you're saying and be like, yes. Yes. I mean, I feel that. like you have to do that in general when I talk. You have to just be like, what is she even talking about? Mm. Flash is talking again. Just smile and nod. Yes, girl. Yeah, basically. <laughs> yeah, you're doing so good. Did you remember to yeah, eat Yeah, whatever today? you said. Um, oh, Melissa, did you? Ellie, we can't hear you. Oh, no, we can't hear you. Uh-oh. Oh no. Your audio's off. Oh no. We... Melly, come back. Well, Don't blame it all on me. Oh my God. Start streaming. I was going to start singing that. Um... <laughs> Can't tell I'm really sleep deprived, so. <laughs> I have her mic on and everything. Strange. I wish I understood. These Twitched. things are very, very dumb. She's not even coming up on her this cam, though. Mm -hmm. Like, I don't see levels on anything. Oh, no. Oh my god, she's like a real-life goth Ariel. No. Something must have happened when you got booted off. Should we, should you leave and come back? I God, I don't even know how to... Do I, like, mute you and unmute you? I'm gonna try that. Mm. Melissa? Hello. Oh, Hello? Yes. Oh. oh my god. Okay. There yeah, you are. Hey. Okay. Figure oh it out. Oh my I'm gosh. So sorry about Hi. That. that makes a lot more sense now because I asked the question like five times in a row and I was like, why? No. I'm so sorry. I'm asking a question, but now it makes sense. It's just I'm Twitch sorry, uh, failing. Twitch being lame. Um, oh my god, Sally, that's so sweet. Um so we are going off of Sasha's question. What are your least favorite aspects of working in the music industry? Oh, that you're you're itching at my pet peeves. Uh, <laughs> what? Oh God, this could go so bad. Um, <laughs> yeah. One thing. One thing I need a break from is social media. I've been doing social media full time for a decade. Uh, since like 2013 is when I joined Cradle and I was like running their, I was helping run their social media accounts while I was in the band and also like pumping out my own content. But it's like, it, it gets exhausting after a while. Mm -hmm. And um, that's like something that I'm like, I really just want to be more like in my own little world and like 
disconnected mm-hmm. from the internet and like creating, you know, that's what I've been hiding behind this computer um, and making new music. But that's like something I'm not a big fan of. My other thing that I'm not like, there's two things. I got to be careful how I say this. There's two things that are absolutely like the justice warrior in me just wants to go to war over. And that is gatekeeping Mm. and people who can't do their job properly. There are so many people that say they are a certain title and they, they just in practice, they're a disaster. And the thing is, is like they hinder and destroy artists careers. And that is my biggest issue with our industry. Mm. I think specifically I think our industry needs more and better music managers, people who actually do the job and do it well. Um, I know there are quite a few and it's great, but usually they're all taken and their artists are thriving. But like when you say you're a music manager, like it's not just like a, you take 20% and you check in every two weeks and you maybe answer one email. Like it is a, it's like, you know, I call my manager, my momager cause it's a full-time mm-hmm. commitment. Yeah. Um, but yeah, and then the gatekeeping, those who are like really nasty and probably narcissists and say like, well, like they really just down on people and those who are young or inexperienced, like take them seriously and then get these ideas in their head that they're not good enough or they can't accomplish anything without this person. And those are my biggest issues with the industry. But overall, because I have my little contained happy bubble, like I actually pretty, I enjoy it like 80% of the time. Mm-hmm. that's so good mm-hmm. yeah so you know occasionally you have to deal with a stinker but as long as you know how to deal with the stinker yeah <laughs> that's that's absolutely yeah. fair definitely um okay mm-hmm. so last year you released the 10th anniversary edition of your album rushing through the sky Ooh. and ha- being able to like re-release an album 10th anniversary like what is that like can you like walk us through that and like what that feels like like having an imprint like and knowing that your fans like are out there buying it and saving it they're buying like the vinyls they're into all of it like that's crazy like they're just like I'm sorry no it's okay why are you don't apologize I'm like having a moment (laughs) it's like first the first thought was man I'm old like that was like the first thought I was like I've been doing this a hot ass minute like this is too long and then I started thinking about what I wanted to do for the 20th anniversary and I'm like okay whoa 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 we have to think about today so yeah we we didn't have it on vinyl and my manager was so lovely and was like let's get it all sorted because at that time it was like the whole vinyl crisis it took like eight to ten months to get your vinyl printed and that's why so many album cycles are so long now and so delayed and they put out all the freaking singles so we we got we we had a connection and they did it for us like really quick um but I went back and I actually like listened to it and I was just like you know what I did okay for like like how how old was I 24 when I like thank you thank you I was like really young 26 I think I wrote it from 24 to 26 released at 27 I'm like having to think back now but I was like it's chill it's not rock it's like a really chilled out like new age ballad type gothy thing it's just very chill um but it was really weird but the fact that People are like, yay, it's back on Spotify and I can buy it on vinyl. I'm like, cool. If you're happy, I'm happy. So yeah. yeah. So special. Mm-hmm. All right. Hey. So do you have any advice for women and non-binary viewers who want to get involved in the music industry? Do you have any words of caution? The, my best advice is surround yourself with strong, independent, intelligent 
people like you, non-binary or other women who can guide you and be there for you and mentor you and not make you feel so alone. I think my female relationships in my industry are some of the most, like I, nur- I nurture and like, they're so, pr- I don't know how to say it there. I'm so grateful for them, but they're so precious to me to be able to call up someone and be like, this happened. And these guys over here in the, in the green room who smell right now, they don't care. They don't understand. <laughs> but I can call you right now and bitch about this and you will understand. And and having that, having that, yeah, God, or someone yeah. to lift you up when you're feeling sad, because like, guys, like some men are, but for the most part in my experience, they're not that in their feels. So if you're having like a feelsy day and you're just like, I just need to be emotional with someone, like you can call these women. And I think, you know, that's been, um, that's been like, I cherish that. That's the word I was looking for. I cherish that the most. It's been what's like got me through some of the, the dark ages and the tough times and whatever you want to call it. Um, words of caution. I think my best advice is, uh, how do I say this? If you're asking questions, like, you, you, you know, you're going to maybe sign this deal or you're going to work with this person or you're going to hire this person and you're asking questions and they're not answering them or they can't give you an answer they don't know what they're doing or they're shady and they're scamming you just don't Mm -hmm. work with them because if someone values you and wants to work with you, they're going to be able to answer all your questions. And it's good that you ask questions because then you'll be able to do your job better. But if like, you're asking like, Hey, what about this? And what about that? And there's like, Oh yeah, whatever. Like they can't give you an answer. Something shady is going on or they really have no idea what they're doing with their job. So that's my Mm -hmm. caution. So to say, that's solid advice. And I'd say so good. Absolutely. thousand percent. Oh, I'm and glad get to shit that. in writing. Yes, contracts. Yeah. Contracts, contracts. Always. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and re- re-read it, triple read it. Even if you have a professional who reads stuff for you, check it yourself. Save a copy. Mm-hmm. Save a copy. Keep it on Digital file. Digital printed. Like, yep. I feel like it's a very underrated thing to to have shit in writing because you never you never know you never no. know you never know <laughs> even if it seems like something obvious having it in writing is so smart i am a nice girl i wrote it down no then I'll bring that up later when, I, when i'm beating myself up i'll be like you told yourself earlier you are a nice girl you wrote it down. It's written down. No, it's true though. Like anything written, it's more solid. It's just, it just makes more sense. I'm an, I'm a handwritten kind of person. I love anything handwritten. Ooh, me too. Um, but I guess now we can go into our, our next portion where we're just gonna, it's gonna be a group discussion about working in the industry. I thought we could start by. We can discuss uh, each of the goths next door about what we've been doing in the industry, like when we got started and how we find work and some of our favorite and least favorite aspects. Sasha, since you're at the beginning of the frame, do you want to do you want to start us out? Do I ask my own questions? <laughs> I can I can ask you the questions like uh, or do you want to ask the questions I, interviewee? I can I can interview you like I mean it doesn't so matter. I can ask myself. Well you're you're a model and a stylist. Like when did you get started? Um I mean I guess I've I've been modeling on and off pretty much my entire life. Like when I was a little kid even um I would always get approached by people because my mom liked to dress me up. 
I've always been very stylish. But, um, I, I started like really getting into it, I guess. Within the last 10 years, I think I started taking it a little more seriously. And it's been a very on and off thing. Um, and as far as being like a stylist, I've been a stylist professionally for like a year and a half. Um, I've also done makeup for other people. I've done work within the music industry, obviously not as a musician, but um, I've done a lot. <laughs> I, I am kind of like a jack of many trades. But uh, yeah, I guess like a decade. Wow. Damn. Can I, can I ask what styling is? Like, I just... I want to clarify what a style like your stylist understand me. People are my dress up dolls. I dress oh, up. Okay, <laughs> okay that's that's sick. People oh, are my dress Jess up Rose, dolls. I make them you. I put them in their thank clothes. You, Jess. All right, that now it all makes I'm gonna call you next time I'm having a wardrobe crisis. Oh, yes. I'm gonna Yeah, I got you. And when you're okay. back on tour, I got you. Oh, Face, I love you, clothes, thank you. Whatever you want, I got you. <laughs> I'm hiring you're all my of you. Honor. <laughs> you're gonna be my team. I got like, you. What's, what's Goth's next door doing here? Oh, they're just Lindsay's crew. They just we paid to have them on tour. They're oh, just absolutely. here. We are the fucking crew. We're ready. Okay. It's just let me know. My bags are fucking pat. Brilliant. It's on. <laughs> Honestly, like I do think we should go on tour, and I do think you should be on our tour. Like a huge short like because you should like be your support act of like we'll run like your vip stuff and like help run the oh, show and have yes. a meet and greet at the first, beginning we'll mix her oh, where we can all i feel like we need to also have like a show that we have that's like the four of us yeah like, we open for her the, a comedy act <laughs> comedy yeah it's just us standing there comedic to look at and then she goes on and then we're like, there's Lizzie. People point and laugh. We'll be like your Flavor Flav. We're your hype yeah, women. Yeah, we're your Flavor Flav. Yeah. I'll wear the big clock, yes. you know. I'll wear the Viking helmet. I'll run on stage and start yelling at everybody. Like, I <laughs> I got you. I'll find a way to get y'all to just, like, not necessarily dance, but have these giant bat wings. You can just come out during songs. Yeah. Like, kind of like showgirls, the gothic showgirls. As long as oh, I yeah. can still wear a clock. Oh yeah. Yeah. Oh no. It'll be like a proper grandfather clock. Like it'll be like it'll you. have like spikes on it and shit. <laughs> so we're doing this. I'm holding you I'm to this. Ready. I don't care. I'm down. I told you my bags are packed. Someone's gonna. Have we're to ready. Watch. I'm gonna have to have someone watch Mia. So you know, hopefully my mom. But if not, uh, Dan, our dog is gonna be a very good babysitter. She'll yeah, I agree. Raised by wolves. I think it's he's fine. good. I trust Dan with my life. Hell yeah. Um, <laughs> Sasha, what are, uh, how did, how did you get started in your industry? Like doing what you do? How did I get started? Like, I mean, I just... guess I, it's, I mean, I guess just being in LA a lot. Um, I always kind of have been somebody that's dressed up pretty eccentric um and back then I had a bit more of an image because I had very bright vibrant black and red hair and it was very eye-catching and um I was always at shows I was at every concert so people just kind of knew who I was and I started getting hit up for gigs I started forming really good friendships uh I was hosting a lot of events a lot of clubs I was always working conventions uh you know it just it was kind of like a domino effect of things but I feel like the key component of it was just, you know, the friendships I've made through it. Um, because 
you know, being in LA, everybody's an artist of some sort. That's true. Yeah. And so what, what are some of your favorite and least favorite things? <sighs> I feel like my favorite things about it is kind of like what Lindsay said, just being able to dress up, um, having that be part of what I do for a living and getting to wear what I want, do what I want. Um, and just the very self-expressive aspect of it. I feel like that would be like my number one favorite. And then my least favorite would probably be the, just the misogyny that comes with it. You know, you're kind of, especially when you're modeling, you're viewed as an object. Everybody kind of feels like that they have some sort of access to you or the right to say what they want about you. Um, Especially men, you know, they feel like, they feel like, you know, you kind of belong to the public in a way, which sounds weird, but, you know, they feel like, oh, well, you know, you take pictures for a living, right? <laughs> you know, or, you know, when you're standing at a convention or even working at a show, because I've worked at shows uh, for bands and stuff, you're kind of just standing there promoting. So, you know, the misogyny is definitely my least favorite. Um, I feel like... Another thing Lindsay said, like having your own tight knit crew and like people you could trust is like the key to navigating it well. Um, Yeah, it's rough in that way. (laughs) True. Yeah. True. Mm -hmm. Thank you for sharing with the class, Sasha. Snaps for Sasha. Try again. (laughs) Melissa. Take this out for every time I say, um. Not you, great. Sure. Yeah, was good. So for me, um, I've been acting since as long as I can remember. I think my first play, I was like three or four years old. And I just continued to do plays forever after that. Um, When I was little, I knew I wanted to grow up and move to Los Angeles. And I like saved all my little birthday monies that I would get and stuff. Um, Be like, someday I'm going to use this to go to L.A. Um, Been planning it like my whole life. Um, Modeling was like a dream for a really long time. But for the longest time, I didn't feel like it was something that I could achieve with like societal norms and how I looked at the time. Um, So that's a more recent thing. Um, Even though when I was younger, I really had like a really strong um, passion and desire for it. I just didn't think it was viable. So it was just focusing on um, theater, acting, film, television, um, singing, that sort of thing. Um, So modeling was more when I moved to uh, LA. I feel like that's where I started dipping my toes in the water and feeling how that is. I got signed to um, several different agencies. So that's um, most of how um, I get my auditions and castings is through um, either my agents or uh, using a casting website like Casting Networks, Actors Access, um, Casting Frontier, things like that. They post different um, postings for castings for modeling and auditions for acting stuff. So that's how I get the work. Um, let's see. Said when I got started. Uh, favorite aspect, I think for modeling, I'm going to be echoing Sasha and Lindsay that having like people transform you and like getting to look like a totally different way and wear really cool clothes, um, really cool makeup. 
um, when I was on um, Access Hollywood and I was like a modern day Jesse Spano, they did like curls like for days and it was so cool. I was like, wow, look at my hair. Like I would never be able to do that to my own hair. That was so much fun and so cool. Um, and some of the outfits I've gone to wear, some that I would never um, be able to wear in my own life. Um, so it, I think that's my favorite part with modeling. Um, acting, I think it's it's so hard to describe, but it's just when you're in it, it is the best feeling. Like I'm getting emotional just talking about it. Um, recently when I was um, in my first TV pilot, um yeah um uh it was just the best day (laughs) the best day um this one commercial that I did um uh was just one of my favorite days of my life um it's just incredible getting to transform be a different person um I love making people laugh too so if it's a comedy and it's something like that so being really uh something totally different from myself or being myself and funny I really love that. So I think the the physical transformation with modeling and then it's like that mental, emotional transformation with acting and getting into that space and the people you work with and having a great cast and crew and director. It's just, it's the coolest feeling. It's just the best. Um, with that, the least favorite aspect is what I like to think of as the work, which is the auditioning, the submitting, the social media you know, because when you're on set, it is work, but it's what I love to do. It's my play, you know? Mm-hmm. So all of the the difficulties up to it, I try and think of that as the work. Like, oh, I'm clocking in and now I'm submitting all day, submitting to 200 different auditions and then having to film self-tapes at home. It didn't used to be like this for actors. We used to go to our agent. They would put us on tape um, and then they would send it off. But now... Um, they expect us to be like a full production studio at home. Um, even for low paying gigs, like we're talking $150 uh, pay and they expect you to have professional lighting sound, a p- perfect backdrop, um, perfect editing for your self tape, just for the audition. It doesn't get used ever. It's just for them to look at you. Um, and headshots are really expensive and they're very important. Um, and they want you to have expensive ones. It's very, it's very exclu- ex- exclusionary. I don't like that. I think we have amazing phones nowadays. Everyone has a phone. And I think it would be more beneficial to casting directors to be like, text me a picture of what you look like right now today. No editing. Headshots yeah, are like, you know, sense. yeah. Versus uh, making actors who are already struggling spend $2,000 on headshots that are airbrushed to death. Um, And it's what you look like on that day, which could be totally different. If it's been three months, you might look like a different person. Mm -hmm. So So I think that would be my least favorite part. And of course, echoing what Sasha said, the misogyny in entertainment is extremely difficult. I hate it. Yeah. It, it exists mm-hmm. everywhere. Mm-hmm. If you are a woman I, in any I, work field, it is it's there. Bad. I, I get sexually harassed on a like 24-7 basis, whether it's online or in person. And it's just, it's unfortunate that for everybody, you know, men, women, non-binary, et cetera, like it's something that 
we have to, we don't have to because we shouldn't have to, but it's like something that we're getting used to. Like, oh, it's the internet, you know, but it shouldn't be like that. You know, people should know better than to talk to another person like that. People are getting mm-hmm. too comfortable being online and hiding behind yeah. their keyboards. But even in person, like, why, why are y'all like that? But online, mm-hmm. yeah. Because they feel like, oh, they can't touch me. They can't. No. You know, they really can't punch me in the face. Yeah. yeah. Can't claw my eyeballs out. Um, <laughs> with your meat claws. <laughs> my big meaty claws. Sure, I would not go Meaty claws. I wish I could go with her dogs. My my claw dogs. I'm not showing dogs. Not for free. Nope. Um. I work in social media and esports and video production. Um, I do a lot of freelance stuff, and then I also run the social media for um, an esports team, which is like their TikTok and Instagram and Facebook page and Twitter. And then I also do that for um, the nail salon I go to, and I also do that for my friend's podcast, The Not Safe Safe Space who we are going to be bringing on my friend from that podcast to hear as a guest eventually. Uh, and then I also do uh, the goss next door. And then I do my own like Shadezilla stuff. So like I do a lot. Um, which is, <laughs> I don't, I don't know how to stop working. So I don't, I don't know what to title myself as. That's why I'm like, I do a little bit of everything. But I feel like you're like yeah. 10 people in one. I know that's my problem is I don't know how to stop because like that's one of my favorite things is like I can do my job wherever but like then I find myself like having a bubble bath and like using like the bath salts I've been waiting to use and all my bath bombs I've been dying to use and then sitting there on my phone and on Canva and like making stuff for other people and finally editing that video I needed it like I have anything that I could be editing like on a professional piece of software I have that same software on my phone so I can't escape. So it's like my favorite and least favorite thing. Like I have so many jobs and um, I love being able to stay busy and I love being able to help people. And like I'm working with my friends, so I can't like I can't dog on it. But like it's a lot of work and I never know how to turn it off. And I think that's my problem. And I've been uh, in therapy and ah, he yelled at me again. Uh, thank you, Joe, for subscribing. <laughs> It screamed my ear. It's so loud for me on my end. Um, I didn't know what you were screaming about. (laughs) Me either. I was like, 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 it's like, did your therapist text you when you said that? Yeah. Sorry, my therapist triggered me saying therapy. I was like, oh shit. Like, hey, I'm watching you. Remember confidentiality. No, I don't know. She can't. Do you think our do you think our therapists watch us? That's a whole. Know. That's a whole other discussion. I can't even. I hope I, she doesn't. I hope she. Doesn't. No. <laughs> they can't. Do they watch us? No. I don't know. No. I haven't right? been to therapy no. in years. Mine doesn't. I hope mine doesn't. Oh my god. Oh, but yeah. But that's that's me. That's my douche. Oh, I got it. Work started working in esports like a year ago. Video production, maybe like four or f- five years ago. Um, and then social media since like i don't know myspace i've been coding that shit so let's go that's oh, nice. gee. Go. yeah if you have a myspace experience you can do anything <laughs> I got it. and that's that's me what about you miss angela yeah tell us about God. you 
I'm curious. So what is the, when did you get started? You know, for the longest time, I felt like I was pretty like lost in what I wanted to do. Um, I have really bad ADHD, OCD. So I feel like I can just like pick up something and learn it right away, which was always my problem. Like I pick up a hobby, I do it and then I suck at it. And then I'm so like discouraged because it's like you want to get it right away. So like with makeup, I feel like it was the one thing that like I could sit in front of the mirror and like do something and not think because I feel like I'm constantly thinking I'm constantly having like 800 billion thoughts in my head. But like when you find that one thing that you really like to do and like just zone out on, that's how I felt with makeup. And, you know, like expressing yourself and being creative, like I'm all for that. I love completely transforming myself, looking weird, being cool. Like, I don't give a fuck, you know, Um, there's many times that where I felt like discouraged and, you know, I've done a makeup look and I just take it off and hate it. But I mean, that's all part of learning and doing your thing. Um, How do you find work? That's that's really hard. I feel like yeah, I don't have to answer that one. Sometimes it's just a miracle, <laughs> you know? Um I feel like the biggest thing that I did was working with Motionless and White. Uh Chris had uh, brought me onto one of the one of the shows for their Scratton show. And um that was that was insane. I was really grateful to be able to do that. Uh, before anybody was there, like he took me onto the stage and I was just like looking out into the crowd. And I mean, like there was nobody there, but like you could see all the chairs. And I mean, my mouth just dropped, you know? Yeah. I mean, I can't even, I, I, I didn't even know what to say. I was just like so speechless. I'm like, I have to do, I have to do your makeup in front of all these people. You like, killed gonna, it that night. Thank you. I was like, they're going to see that. And um, in the middle of me doing it, I mean, he's like, I don't know if you're familiar with WWE, but like I'm filming a video for uh, Rhea Ripley because I'm doing like her entrance song. And like at the time I was like, what? Like, okay, like that's fine. But on the inside I was screaming because I'm like, I could just, I could just fuck this up, you know? (laughs) And, um, and so that was like the biggest moment for me because I feel like, you know, seeing such positive reaction to like the makeup that I did, I was like, you know what, I'm, I'm doing something right. And, uh, I just been doing like music videos and for other people and other artists. And I fuck, I fucking love it. Like it's, it's really so much fun. I, I love being able to work with others and thing and being creative and, working with other people who are also like super creative and bringing their ideas to life. Me just rambling, word vomiting. um, No, it's good. You're right. (laughs) And then my least favorite aspect, I find that this field, working in the makeup field, being an artist is very competitive. Um, You know, you find like a, a group of people who like, you know, you support one another and you're there for each other. But then there's another bunch that's just like they just they have to be like on top and, you know, they're putting others down to make themselves feel better. And, you know, I, I hate that shit. Like there's always time to like 
with, with your craft, you're always learning. And, you know, I just, I don't like the whole competitive yeah. aspect Absolutely. of it, you know. Um, Is there a cat? Yeah. Is that a kitty? Is that a kitty? Oh, oh my God, it's the baby. Oh my God, little boy. He's just loving the chin scratches. Look at him. Oh Oh my god, buddy. You're the star of the internet. I love you, Vesper. And this is the cat that you adopted. Like you you took us all on a journey. Like uh, like you tweeted about it and everything, right? This is this is the one. Yeah, this is my midlife crisis uh, purchase. I was like, I need something to make me happy. And he's getting so big. He's so good at fights. What a fight. He's so good. He's like the best cat I've ever had. He's just so easy to love. He's not destructive. But yeah, I was like, I think I'm getting a cat. Guys, I'm so getting a cat. And it was like $80. The internet is like, yes. That's it. Yeah. It was like $80, neutered, vaccinated, chipped, not an asshole, which is rare in their breed. Um, Yeah. So, well, their whole species. Uh, Yeah. So he was, I was like, this is my midlife crisis. I think I did pretty good. I, love I think thing. that's the best crisis purchase you could have made. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> so he's Brazil. he's all now on my lap. And, I know. Oh I was boy. gonna say hi, Brazil. Yeah. Hi, Brazil. Come to Brazil. Hello. Hello. Oh man, this chat went off when the cat showed up. I yeah. the show. Sorry. Does anyone else have a cat? Like, let's see more cats. Show us them kitties. He's purring right now. You might get the purring. He's just like so happy. Oh, he's so, so freaking cute. He's so like cute. A green kitty. So he has to come with us. You're such a good boy. Yes. <laughs> Look at this. Like, what cat can you do this to? It's like freaking noodle. Yeah. No, that was actually going to be one of his names. Noodle. 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 Oh my God. I love that. Or beans or Aussie. But beans. we settled on Vesper. Beans. Yeah, beans. <laughs> Beans is good too. I love that. I love beans. Yeah. Um, uh, I guess we yeah. I was gonna oh I was gonna say, Angela, that's like such a Chris thing to do. He's like, by the way, this is a really big thing and you're doing it. And I'm like, dude, stop. So I just (laughs) I really like notorious. Obviously, in the moment, I was just like okay but like on the inside I was literally throwing up I was yes I don't know we're just gonna work with it and everybody like keep it. moving and hope it works out yeah <laughs> yeah god no the panic sheer panic <laughs> yeah no big I'm deal kidding. but you're kind of making or breaking this that's literally yeah. what it was yeah by the that. way I was like, you're trusting me right now? I've never touched your face before in my Absolutely. life. So. Hey, but the look you did was kind of iconic. Yeah. It was amazing. It was one of the best yeah. I've ever seen on him. Fucking so. Terminator, come on. Oh, yeah. So crazy. Hello from so Scotland. Well Justin is Greetings, here. Justin. But how are you? Greetings, Scotland. Scotland. Hi, Al. So we, have Scotland. A, we have a group question. I hope you're wearing Alva. a kilt. Um, so anyone who feels like they have an answer can answer this. Reputation oh, and recognition is key. How do you promote yourself professionally? What websites and resources do you use? The gram. 
The gram. <laughs> the gram. That's my main thing. I think Which I sucks. I know that TikTok has become like every like essential, but I don't want to. I <laughs> it's too much work. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't like the sound of my voice, but I can't stop fucking talking. You're fine. Yeah, Batman. This is a talk show. We're all supposed to talk. You're going to have to no. get used to it. More talking. I love you too, baby. Hi. Oh, thanks for the poop emoji. <laughs> thanks um, for shitting in the chat. I love uh, Canva. <laughs> Canva is one of my favorite apps. Best $125 yes. I've ever spent. Totally worth every fucking penny. Um, I spend so much time editing stuff on there. I can edit on my phone and on desktop and my projects sync over in real time. They have so many like free well, free resources and when you get when you pay for it, you get so many stock options. So I use Ooh, Canva. That sounded like a promo. Dude, I know. Sponsor us Canva. Please. That's how we do this frame. This frame is made by Canva by our lovely Mm. Melissa Morbid. I love Canva. So great. And I use the free Canva. So you guys can still make cool stuff with the free Canva. This mug is as big as my head. Free. Um, I feel like for me, it's Instagram and then the casting audition sites. Mm -hmm. Do you have to be as like in a guild or something like that to use those or like can anybody use those melissa these casting anyone can sign up for um uh audition casting sites they will ask for your union status though so there are going to be projects like if you're not union you're not going to be able to submit yourself um or if you do the casting director will know you're non-union and won't be able to Mm. see you for the project but Anyone can join Actors Access, Casting Networks, Casting Frontier. Most of them have a free option, which is going to be really basic, and they're going to make you pay for adding more headshots, that sort of stuff. It's really fun to make actors have to pay to go to interviews. We love that. Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> but um, That sounds great. It's <laughs> ca- being an actor is so fun. It's great. Guys. Yeah, it's kind of anti-promoting. Work. Yeah. <laughs> When I was growing up studying theater, they were literally like, if there's anything else you can imagine yourself doing, go do that. Like every, every acting teacher I've ever had has said that to all their students. They're like, it is so hard. Literally, if there's anything else you want to do, do that. Do but something else. I love acting, so. <laughs> but I think, yeah, so anyone can sign up. Um, there are also for modeling, there are pages like Model Mayhem. Um, I got my vintage modeling gig through there and it was not sketch. Um, there are sketchy people on Model Mayhem and Casting Networks, all of them, because anyone can sign up. So you just want to be mindful if a posting seems too good to be true, it probably is. Yeah, you get stabbed. Um, yeah, you yeah. want to be very, uh, you know, research the casting director if something feels weird, um, ask questions. Um, and then also for uh, people as would be getting an agent. So you can do that by researching what agent you want to uh, submit to. Um, pick one that is representing people with a similar resume to you. So if you've never booked big features, you're not a television star, you probably shouldn't go after like Jennifer Lawrence's agent. Um, but you know, match where you're at, um, find out what their submission process is. They usually post it on their website and it's usually uh, an online submission or an email and you just put your submissions together and send it to them. And if you get an agent, then they will submit you for projects as well. 
amazing. Tight. Damn. I learned a lot. Um, Your industry is insane. Yeah, seriously. <laughs> <the> worst. <laughs> I'm basic. I just use Instagram and like Twitter, and yeah. occasionally Facebook. Me too, I, but I feel like it's such great, you know, it's such a great way to promote yourself. It's like a spider it's, web of like connections. But, but at the same time, I really hate it. I hate that it's something that we have to rely on. It's rough. You know, it's rough. Mm-hmm. There are auditions I can't even submit for because I don't have enough followers. Oh, a lot of, it's a lot of like places are very picky about that which is unfortunate i'm like so studying the craft actually being a good actor that doesn't matter just how many followers i have and they're like yes i i find it kind of crazy that we're seeing like and i'm not hating it's just like interesting to me how like we're in an age where we're seeing like popular tiktok people on like the red carpet and like, oh my god and, like, all these huge events like it's crazy to me it's a little different when you've been studying something your whole life and people who've never done it before getting booked in movies you're like uh, a, lot of them a, even getting, a lot of them aren't even getting booked in movies they're just like getting invited to like these big red carpet events and galas and stuff and it's like but most of them you see new you're music video thinking. coming out new music video coming oh, out yeah. and you're like oh, everybody's what? getting a record deal everybody's I'm like, wait a minute like, that's insane but like, that also I, means we could do it i can't afford True. to well we have make to come a record up something if we're going to be opening for Lindsay. That's Lindsay, right. I got material. Well, I'll you guys are already good enough. enough. We're, just, we're just gonna be a jackass act. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you're gonna actually. be the reality TV show revolved around my live show. This is what's yeah. going down. Like, I will yeah. have a film crew. We'll just get Bryce out. It'll be mint. Oh god, yeah. I have an idea for a reality show that would be so good for us. What if we were like goth eye for the normie guy, but guy or girl? I don't know what the word would be. That is, you know what I'm saying? And like, we could have like. A makeover, army, a makeover element, a Shay getting them like their career in check element. Sasha's getting them their outfit and everything. Angela teaches them how to do makeup. Lindsay comes in and is like, this is how to be a boss ass bitch in your life. I just, I guess I take them to the alien planet. Um, and then... <laughs> we would have such a good time doing like a you know not just like a physical makeover but it's like oh we'll teaching confidence and um stuff like that it'd be awesome i'd watch yeah, it. i got I that. reached out to like sometime last year for a show like that where they they were doing an episode where they wanted to transform like these normal people into like goths and they interviewed me and everything, but I guess they like interviewed a handful of people and decided to move forward with somebody else. And I was like, wait a minute, but I do this for a living, (laughs) but I literally style people for a living, but they wanted me or whoever they chose, you know, the whole point was to not only dress the people, but educate them on like the goth culture, Mm -hmm. music, places to go, like all that type of stuff. I think we could do it, man. And they don't, we wouldn't even have to make the people dress a certain... We could stick with their aesthetic, but just help them in okay. their aesthetic. I think it'd be such a great show. If anyone knows a reality producer... I do, Troy Duvall, but I don't know if he'd pick us up. But I'll, I'll write <laughs> to him. I'll be like, Troy, I got this thing. Um, I said you would be the food expert, oh, Shay. Yeah, I'm definitely... A, I, love, I love food. I love all food. You also can cook, like, really good. I, I love cooking. <laughs> Um, Lindsay, I know you use Patreon. You've been, we're, we're 
our the Goth Tech store is still fairly new to Patreon, but you've been using Patreon like as a hot minute as like a freelance kind of artist. Like, what is yeah? What is that like for you? Like, oh, it's it's a lot of work. I like it, but I've been doing it for coming up two years, and the Uh, reason I did it is because I had this like folder of music of like pretty okay songs that I like forgot about. And then I was like, oh, I have like a whole album. <laughs> like I have a whole, can you hear me? Can you hear me? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I'm I can hear you. I was like, did I die? Yeah. <laughs> Am I just talking to myself? No. Um, anyways, yeah, I just decided to use the platform to make the, the, the music happen. And I think we're like our four or five exclusive songs in because they also wanted heavy singles in between. I couldn't deprive my fans of heavy music. Like it can't be all like weird, you know, dark wave I York like stuff the all the weird time dark wave York stuff I'm here for it because it's good driving I'll send music. it to you it's good driving yeah music. it is it's it's just like you know I'm just discovering other sides of myself it's very like trip hoppy sounding and I'm okay with that but um I guess like I don't know I've really thrived on Instagram and I've been told by people in my industry just don't even bother with TikTok because unless you're like a cover artist or you're doing like the you know like you're uh, really committing to it yeah, like what's the what's Let's the one it. where you you respond to another TikTok? There's oh, like a proper react. name for it. Do it. Yeah, do it. Yeah, like they're like it's less you're doing like stuff like that. Like it's just I'd rather make my own music. Um, but yeah, I was totally I was part of like Facebook for a hot minute when it was good, and uh, I definitely did well there. But I think like I mainly just it's word of mouth. It's just like, Lindsay can do it. I have a four octave range. I can sing in quite a few styles and people are just like, get her. She'll do it. Did you just, did you say four octaves? Yeah. Hold on. I'll show you on the piano. Oh my God. (laughs) I can sing. Here's uh, Lynn. I just dropped Lindsay's Patreon in the chat. If anyone was trying to find it. That's my lowest note. Uh, and then I can go all the way up to, but I'm not warmed up and I'm going to blow the speaker. Let me see if I can, <laughs> I'll hit a really high one for you. Hold on. Bro, what? There you go. Jesus Christ. Damn. <laughs> Voice of an that angel. That is so cool. That was so beautiful. Oh my God. I need You're you so to teach me your ways. That right. Okay. Right. I like, related to work do you just like do you just sing like all the time when you're home alone like I've always wondered as people with amazing voices I feel like I would just do it all the time I would just never stop I'm so like I get sick of my own voice but like there's eight songs that I've written for my cat that I just sing to my cat um (laughs) and I'll just like I'll just bust out like queen or like anything anytime like earlier it's like it's like Melly come back you can blame it all on me like I'll just yes <laughs> feeder kid at heart so yes I sing all the time at home and it's really annoying <laughs> I support this I love it <laughs> yeah but yeah I hope that answers the question I was like are we talking about how we get work and promotion yeah, <laughs> like cat was like that. going like this out my face when I missed the question <laughs> I feel like with like when you're trying to promote your music and if you're using TikTok as like a main source to promote your music, it gets to a point where your music becomes your content and you have to create keep creating yeah. content. And I feel like 
I don't know. I feel like you end up it just kind of gets stale in a certain loop. Knowing yeah, and they have to, to be, be like TikTok trendy when yeah. instead of just some, focusing on something that has really deep substance to it. Not saying that there aren't like artists well, that yeah. use TikTok and have a lot of substance, oh, but I noticed like the, the vast majority of it, it's just very catchy. Like, you know, everybody's getting down to it for two weeks. And you know, I feel like with you, you're doing it more like the traditional way of, you know, like this is my music, this is what's coming from my heart, and this is what I legitimately like and want to do, not for like, you know, the masses and the popularity of it and shit. If that was the case, I would have quit a long time ago. I could not yeah. like I know there's ghostwriters out there and I have mad respect for them and what they're able to do. They're just able like Sia is a writer and there's like Lauren Christie is a writer. She works for like everyone, Corn and Avril Levine. And like they they just can get in there and help somebody write a hit. And that's really cool. Like if that's what you love to do, cool. But like if I was like told I'll pay you like $10,000 a month just to crank out tunes for TikTok. It'd be like, it's not worth it. It's like yeah. my soul will die. It'll take all my energy. It probably won't be that good because I'll be forcing it. I won't feel any connection to it. So mm-hmm. yeah, no, you're absolutely right. I'd rather just write my own stuff and put it out on my own terms. I could probably yeah. make a lot more money, but like integrity has kept me poor. <laughs> yeah. Well, it, you know, you're doing it from your heart, not for, you know, like I said, just to be trendy and get it out there. And I mean, it does help. And I see a lot of very small artists going mainstream insanely quick just because they're promoting the music that much on TikTok. But I just... Mm-hmm. It's just a whole different world on there. It's it's bizarre. It, TikTok it's is like ruling the world now. <laughs> yeah, it, I see there is a formula and how some artists like blow up, but I find that the ones that are blowing up, it's the major record label behind them just telling them Absolutely, what to do. Absolutely, yeah. yeah. I, I noticed the record label. You could kind of see it from a mile away if you know which label is which, you know, exactly. the way that they also- promote their artists. Also, they came out with recently what we've all suspected and we knew for the longest time. TikTok has the ability to go in and make whatever video they want uh, go viral. So Mm -hmm. if there's a certain song that uh, a record label really wants to make it, they can literally just make a deal with TikTok, you know, and, you know, your video is now viral. So if you're like watching a video and you're just like really confused by it and there's some sort of product placement in it, like they just happen to be holding a McDonald's bag or something. And you're like, hmm, like we there's a whole like a whole news articles about how they have this, you know, magic wand uh, over at the TikTok office and they can just inflate whatever videos they want. So that's a good thing to keep in mind. Yeah. Yeah. When you're being hard on yourself and like, why am I not blowing up? It's like, well, you don't have millions of dollars, sweetheart. Exactly. (laughs) You're not promoting the right thing. Like, so sorry. (laughs) Um, Use that song. Well, I guess to our next question, uh, professionalism, what, what does like professionalism mean to each of us? And like, how do you stay professional when you're in a work environment? Because obviously we're all ratchet. Well, I can't speak for Lindsay because she's a perfect angel baby, but we are all ratchet <laughs> creatures who crawl out of a gutter. Wait, also Melissa. Okay, so just me and Angela and Sasha are all terrible We are the goblins. Who crawled out of the gutter. Um, we all maintain a professional attitude. You know what? Sometimes I'm not goblins. 
Sometimes it depends, like going into like a job and like seeing how they are, then you can kind of like yeah. feel out how you can act. Yeah. You know, like I like to be able to be like goofy and make lighthearted like jokes and like, you know, like having a good time, making sure everybody's like comfortable, but like, you know, and then there's certain points where you, you know, you have to be like, okay, like I'm here for a job. I can't, I can't be crazy. <laughs> Yeah, kind of. Oh my god! You're like my first impression energy. of you versus how hilarious yeah. and wild and unhinged you really are. Like when I met you on this set, I'm like, this is like the most professional, serious like, makeup artist I've ever so met. And now serious. getting to know you and your tweets are so funny and hilarious. I'm like, wow! It's like you are such a professional. Like you're such a good oh worker, hard worker, and <laughs> that means professional. so much to me. <laughs> Thank you. Like I was hella intimidated by how not oh, just yeah. your insane beauty, but you're also the the aura you had of like professionalism. It was very much like I'm a boss ass bitch and I'm here to work. Like it was, you know, a good like I mean that in a positive way. Like you were very yeah. it was very professional vibes. I just felt so like I um and I love that you can do that and then you also can have so much fun with yourself too. It's like Thank you. That's a way to be. Yes, exactly. Screw you guys. I've got a job to do. <laughs> <laughs> I think No, I I agree. Uh oh. I oh. Uh, I think uh, sorry, I'm sorry. I think that for <laughs> fuck I'm stumbling, stumbling all night tonight. I'm so tired still from this weekend. Uh but for me professionalism is really like you have to be in the moment and you have to be present and like aware of your surroundings. I think sometimes people aren't aware of their surroundings and they'll be like on their phone or like, you know, in an area maybe that they shouldn't be or like talking too loudly when like there's clearly someone nearby making a professional phone call. Like you just have to be like yeah. hyper aware of everything around you. Um, mm-hmm. And then like Angela said, like go off of everybody else's vibes and then yeah. also you have to have a sense of like being sure about yourself and steady to, like because and then like it puts other people at ease. So I feel yeah, like yeah. even just like have like a little bit of like boost your own confidence just for 10% to be like, you know what, for the next hour, I am Superman. And then like just <laughs> that like, like kind of works, you know? Like fake you gotta it. act you, like you, you own your it. shit. Yeah, own your shit, because then it also it'll make you believe it, but it also makes them believe in you a little bit more. So that's like my professionalism is just like, I guess like be on. Confidence is on. key, for for sure. Because mm-hmm. uh, I mean, it, like I'm a very insecure, overthinking person. But when I'm, you know, whether I'm on set or at a show or whatever the hell I'm doing, like you kind of have to act like you're not you have to act like you know i know what i'm doing i know what i'm here for you know like you gotta own your shit um confidence is key and i also feel like for professionalism just i go off the vibes for sure but i just i don't know kind of echoing what all you guys said just professionalism you know you've got to um I'm overthinking my answer, so I'm stumbling my words. <laughs> You're fine. Uh, professionalism. Professionalism is being professional, guys. Yeah. <laughs> You're not wrong. I, I mean, I, yeah. I mean, I, no, I've worked a lot of, um, I feel like over the years I've done the most work within like the music industry and like all the backstage type of stuff. Um, 
and you definitely have to be hyper aware of your surroundings and just kind of uh don't act a fool like you know like unless you really know the people don't don't act foolish don't act you know like act like you own your shit but don't act like you own the place you know still kind of know where you stand in the environment yeah um and yeah that's, that's good i like that melissa Lindsay. i think having some awareness within reason of course obviously if someone's being like repeatedly abusive to you at work this is a different situation but you know if you're at work and maybe there's like a slightly you know someone's a little sassy or cranky a little bit I'm not talking we're not talking abuse here or HR stuff we're talking just like a little you know maybe just think about in your response of like you don't know what they've been going through that day they could have been having the worst day at work sort of thing and maybe trying to approach it with being maybe a little patient and kind at work. Uh, I also think being uh, mindful of other people and how you can be respectful. And that I mean, in the sense of like time. So if you're supposed to be somewhere at a certain time, you should be there. It's not, um, it's such a unprofessional and disrespectful thing to make uh, other people wait on you. Um, Things like that. I feel like that's really important to be respectful of people's time. Um, If there's something you can do um, to assist with something, I feel like, and it's within your job frame and that sort of thing, and you know it will assist with the flow and help other people and help efficiency, that sort of thing, I think do that. Um, I think, of course, uh, Angela's comment was spot on with, you got to also match the vibe. So Um, I think most of us are pretty silly and eccentric and goofy, but if you get to the set that day and it's not that vibe, that's not the time, um, as much as we always want to be like, be authentic, be yourself always. Yeah. Professionalism. If everyone there is extremely serious, that's maybe not the time to express that part of your personality, express other parts. Yeah. No, when I feel like something I wanted to add to was, you know, no matter how professional you are, you always should stand your ground, you know, if, and I feel like that'll make people respect you more, especially in the industry, because I've done a number of music videos where, um, you know, I was told one thing, show up wearing this. And then I get there and the director's basically like, take all your clothes off. And I was like, I was like, listen, that's not what I was told in the emails. I still have them. And I am also just not comfortable with that. That's not what I'm here for. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you wanted me here, you're going to have to deal with that. And, you know, in this instance, the director was irritated, but I still stood my ground and I was like, no, because uh, you don't want to be a doormat in any industry that you're in, whether it's music, whether it's modeling, acting, even, even in, in like a day-to-day job, you know, just always stand your ground and let people know that you do have boundaries. And if it's a boundaries thing, don't listen. If they threaten you with, oh, I'm going to blacklist you. You'll never work in this town again. Like just you stick with yourself. If it's boundaries thing, it's not like they're like, hey, you're late for the 17th time this month. But it's like a, like she was saying where this is very common in modeling and acting where they try and get women to uh, be naked when that was not a part of the Mm -hmm. submission, something like that. And if that's not your comfort level, 
don't, it doesn't matter what they threaten you with, what they say. It is being professional to know your own boundaries and stick with those. That is still being professional. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Um, I mean, probably reiterating. Yeah, sorry. He's right here it's looking so at me cute. with all the adoration oh, in the world. He's like, hi, mom. I really famous shadow, but. Um, yeah, sorry about the purrs, guys. No, it's been a long time. Living his best life on mom's lap. Um, so shoot, what was I going to say? Uh, here's such a distraction. If you put holes in my favorite new dress, I swear to God. Okay. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> all right he's on the floor he's vanished to the floor um I really think like yeah like showing up on time being really over prepared especially in music like practicing till you can go through the music in your sleep whether you're going on stage or you're going to be in the studio is huge um and also I think like being a team player like kind of ties into like the reading the room like you know just kind of helping out oh there's been a mess or this person needs help setting up this table or like whatever like just really being there for the overall team and you know supporting people that way where you can when you can I know Sasha if you're wearing like seven inch heels like helping set up a table is probably not the best idea for you but you you know what I'm saying what I could do with my giant (laughs) (laughs) I'm gonna make you do it on tour (laughs) hey I I told you I'm fucking ready I've been training my whole life for this Oh yeah, I believe you. So um, <laughs> oh that, there's God. that, but like, thank you. Ooh, what's going on here? Al, of thank, thank you, thank you, Al. Thank you. Hey, Come on, Al, um, but yeah, like the biggest, the biggest thing I like have an issue with. I think like the day of like the drunk rock star is kind of dead. Sobriety is definitely a big mm-hmm. thing in our industry now. The only ones who can, you know, do drugs and get drunk and be assholes are the ones who have such a big following. Like they're gonna pay them so much money to headline these festivals, and everyone will put up with them and their crap. Speaking of crap, like when I played a festival with Guns and Roses, they flew in their own toilet seats. There is a photo of it online. I what? did not make this up. No. One of the crew snapped a shot of it and put it all over no. the internet. Just like, just so you know, the, the day of the rock star is not dead yet. So, you know, I don't know if they're assholes. I've never worked with them. Seats. Yeah, with their names on it and everything. I'm like, this is ridiculous. Like that better be heated from Japan or like, why did you <laughs> even fly it out? Um, but yeah, like I think sobriety is really important because I've been my, one of my biggest reasons for sobering up was I've been in these situations where I was like, okay, so we're going to do this thing and I'm going to pay, you know, I'm probably going to pay you this much. And they're like, no, 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 I'll do it for this. And then you sober up and they send you in, but like, no, I agree to this price. And I'm like, and now that I'm sober, I can be like, well, I was sober. And this is exactly what you said because people will try to like undercut you. And I've hated being in that scenario, but with, you know, being drunk, there's just a lot of things that can go wrong. And then if you have like narcissists around you, they'll gaslight you and be like, that never happened, but you can't remember because you were drunk. And it's like, yeah, yeah, no, those days are over for me. And my biggest thing, I think that like, listen, what everyone does in their private time is none of my business, but I'm just going to throw this out there. I think sleeping your way to the top is the worst thing you can do for your career, especially in my genre. And in my industry, it is extremely frowned upon. So if you do it, like people are going to be like, do you really care about, you know, your music and your career? Like, why would you do that? It's like, you people are going to know. Yeah. It's you're taking one step back for women and you're just giving into this systematic misogyny that exists here already because they should value you for your art 
and you paying them to do whatever job it may be, or you making the money. And if someone's like, if you want that, you have to sleep with me. Don't do it. It's not worth it because you may think that it got you a huge opportunity, but everyone else is going to find out and no one's going to respect you. Mm -hmm. And they've seen it happen. And it's like, they're just known as the person who sleeps with everyone. And just, it, it, it deteriorates the value of your art your art form, what you have to offer, you become, you, you, you become known as that person. And and for all the other women, us out here who are trying to be taken seriously as writers and producers and performers, it sets us back too. Cause they're like, dude, why did you go and do that? Now they're going to expect all of us to have to do that. And that's not okay. I used to work at um, uh, a really big music industry convention. And it used to be where you could only get in if you were with the industry or with a company or whatever. But, um, I remember there'd be certain certain women that would come in and it was very unfortunate that pretty much all the men in the convention were like, oh, I've slept with her. I've slept with her too. Like it's, it's just a big, and it's sad because then you're kind of known as that person and not to like, not slut shaming, but I, I just feel like, you know, I've been offered so many opportunities too. And the guys are like, oh, you won't, you know, I won't charge you if you sleep with me. And I'm just like, no, like, that's not me. I would rather pay the money that that's just me. And it's like, you know, there's always that daunting, like, oh, but I want to do that thing, but I won't go that route. And, you know, it just, it's, it sucks even more because when you do sleep your way to the top, people don't respect you. You know, they, they just kind of look at you like, you know, you're just throwing yourself around for stuff and it's sad. You know, when I, when I would see all the men there talking about, you know, these particular women like that, it was just like, damn, like you guys, don't let, you know, you guys are, y'all are getting something out of it too. Why are you talking all this shit? (laughs) You know, it's like one of those misogyny. Like like, that's, this is not the industry for that. There are industries where you can be doing stuff like that. It's just, this is not, we're not in those industries. And that's not a move that you make in these industries. Like it, it's very like hard to get it. taken seriously as yeah. a woman or non-binary. You know, it, it sucks. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But you're you're like you sleeping with someone should not be currency for you to further no, your career. Like it's, no, no. it's an intimate thing you share with your partner. You know, it's not okay to devalue women to that level, and women should know their worth more and their value more. And Sasha, it's amazing. I. I have so much respect for you, like being no. It's never been presented to me, but I just think people know not to try it with me because, like, their career could end with me. So, yeah, <laughs> like, I'm a liability. Yeah, I Don't just sleep with, with people for no favors. So that's where I. Yeah, that's it's how gonna, it should be. If you're gonna sleep with someone, do it because you want to. You know, do it because you want to, not because you feel like you know it's an opportunity. Just do it because you want to say, "Hey, I." I did the thing with that person, you know? Yeah. yeah. Well, Shay, I hope it was a good time for you at least. I hope you got that out of it. I mean, I tried to not sleep in like the industry that I was in. It was more like I got I to know. sleep around an industry adjacent. That's how you do it. Don't sleep around in the industry. Sleep around in the industry adjacent, you know? Exactly. Because you're not, you're not <laughs> trying to get any favors or you just, you know, people like, it's just more like that. You might end up knowing and being friends with people that are into your industry and just like be cautious about like who you're sleeping with. Even if you're not trying to do it for favors, just be cautious of like 
what you're doing and what reputation you're putting out there. Because, like, your reputation's huge. Like, so even in in your mind, you're not like, oh, I'm not, you know, doing it for favors or whatever. Just know that, you know, people are still, as much as, like, we want to be forward thinking and, like, not slut shame, other people are going to. And it sucks and it's a horrible thing, but, like, it's a There will always be people that will twist the story. And especially if you're in an industry, people, there's always going to be people that view you as competition and that will, you know, talk their shit about it to make you look bad. Even if you didn't necessarily sleep with these people to get somewhere and you just did it because you wanted to, there's always Mm going to be people that are going to make you look terrible because of it. Yeah. Just be hyper aware. Watch your back. Always. Exactly what Lindsay said. It's not currency. In this industry, yeah. that's not what we're doing. And watch it makes your all back of us look bad, and wash your ass. Exactly like y'all said. Um, I'm gonna. I'm going to run to the little girls' room. Can someone ask the next question? Because I've been drinking this water, trying to hydrate, and I gotta pee. But if someone else could ask the next question, and I'll be right back. Wait, where are yes. I'm blind. The next question, I think. We've covered some of it, um, but if anyone has anything specific to add is how do we all network and what are some things to avoid while networking? I would say for me, the thing to avoid with networking is my little neurodivergent brain. Like I like connecting with people and having deeper conversations that aren't just surface level um, and kind of like small talks sort of things. You have to be really careful with like oversharing and that mm-hmm. sort of thing. That's for me. I gotta like <laughs> always be mindful of. I'm like, this isn't like these aren't the the goth girls. I gotta be like, these are this is work. I don't need to be telling them uh, everything. I just always you know feel like an open book and I want to share and connect with people on a deeper level. But I gotta remind myself, like in professional settings, you know, we don't need to go into uh, all those such things. I'm really true. bad at that. Yeah, same. I, I feel like I'm, you know, I could talk to somebody for five minutes and I'm already like, so this is my trauma. Yes. Yeah. But it's same. like you want you want to like have somebody like connect with you. I don't know. I feel like you want to relate to people. Yeah. And like let them know like I am I am human. Me like you, you know. Like, I don't know. That, <laughs> it's about connection. I'm not a machine. Yeah, I'm not a machine. Like I'm a human being, and I've been through yeah. shit, man. My life ain't perfect. No, and I'm maybe Hades joined us. Oh, hi, hello, Hades. We miss you. But yeah, I mean, I, I just, I love everyone. Just kidding. Wow. <laughs> it's like I came back to boldface lies. <laughs> I, know. I think I one of the best recommendations I've seen for networking and something I want to be better at is someone was saying like wherever you go for like a work or social or whatever if it's an area where there are people in your industry there get everyone's contact information like force it force yourself to do it get their contact whether it's their email their Instagram their LinkedIn whatever you networking is literally connect you have to talk and that can be hard when you have like social anxiety or being neurodivergent that sort of thing can be difficult and we just I guess we practice I don't know but I would say that the part is finding that you know just tell yourself like set yourself that goal of I'm getting 15 emails tonight or whatever and then you have these people in your data in your network that's why 
it's networking. So that's something I'm trying to work on is like when I was in that TV pilot, instead of just being like, oh my God, I love everybody. This was such a great cast. At the end, I was like, oh, would it be all right if I followed you on social media? I want to see, you know, what you're doing next. Yeah, um, I always carry business cards on me. I have like a stack yes. of them because I am very neurodivergent and I ha- I am very bad at talking to everybody. So I'm just kind of like, here's my card. Talk to me there. <laughs> like I'll speak to you behind the screen where I'm safe. No, I, I'm I'm okay at talking to people when I'm like in a business setting, but I still yeah. will always carry cards on me just so people have every contact they need and they have like a little bit of information about what I do. Mm-hmm. That's really they way. have business cards now where you can just like tap it to the phone oh, so you yeah. don't give them any QR code and ones, it just yeah. puts it's not even a QR it's like a tapping oh. um, and it just easy. gives them all your uh, whatever you wanted them to have that Mine are old through school. that I want to get one of those ones too yeah but are the business cards in a goth AF card holder I mean they, they are in my purse so yeah, <laughs> floating around yeah they're flo- wait let me I, I have one right here one of the most important things with uh networking is just Fuck. like connecting with people yeah, like, right here listen to them Ooh. as they speak oh those are cute i want one yeah. here take one through the camera <laughs> what if that worked damn it hi red coat cats what if what if drop that one just like now you see me. Huh? What's yeah. That? Oh my god! Um, ah! That's not real. We just did magic. What? We just what? did magic. I just pulled it through the camera. You passed it through. I oh, I wasn't. I wasn't <laughs> looking. Like, of course you weren't. That's part of the magic. <laughs> oh, you're right. My my fault. Now comes the part of the show where it's just Shay being mean to Sasha. She's Me being clueless. Uh, Me being so, so dumb, I don't even know you're being mean. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I'm sorry, Lindsay. This is going so well. No, this is great. I don't know. You, like, listen, I have a sister, and we like pick at each other all the time. This is so much fun. Don't even worry about it. <laughs> um, do we cover networking I, pretty well? Yeah. So I kind of like I, I can say some stuff on it. Like yeah. I say, don't be. A, don't be a punisher and like message someone a bazillion times. Oh my God. That's something that people in my industry and maybe it's just a language barrier thing. Like it comes off as like manipulative and needy when you're like, Hey, Hey, Hey. And we all know like incels do that, mm-hmm. but I'm talking about like bands that are just like, Hey, have you listened, have you listened to my song yet? Hey, like, oh, like God. follow me. And I'm just like, yeah. I don't, I, I don't mean to be a dink. I don't know you shit. I'm working on my music. Like, unless like, you're like, Hey, we'll be in Toronto. Would you come out to the show? I'd be like, mm, I might think about it and be like, Oh, can you want guest list? I'm like, okay. I, I might actually show up yeah. now, you know, mm-hmm. but like, like it's, it's like, don't badger people, don't punish them. But also I think something that was like really valuable. I read that book. Was it Carnegie? It was like how to win people and make friends. And he, he had this whole chapter about like, ask people about themselves. They love talking about themselves. So if you can find someone's biggest accomplishment, especially something recent, and if they're inspiring you and go up to them and ask them how it was and how they're doing and how everything's like, they're going to love you because people just love to talk about themselves and you can be a really good listener. Like, boom. The other thing is though, 
is furthering your education and being resourceful. When my, I had a friend, she's from out in the, the sticks and she said, I don't let people know I'm smart because then they expect things from me. I have done the complete opposite. I have let <laughs> everyone know I'm smart. And I like, I've, everybody's hitting me up because I know how to do the things. But if you like, you know, I've, I've done digital marketing and social media and e-commerce and music production and all this shit. It's just like when people know that you can do stuff, they're like, Oh, I might like, I might hire you or like pick your brain, but there's a lot of like bartering in our industry. That's part of networking. So it's like, Hey, if I can hit you up for this, can you hit me up for that? Like, I'm going to hit up Sasha and be like, can you tell me if this necklace is working with it? (laughs) You know? And then if you ever need anything, like I actually know a former playboy bunny, if you ever need anything, Okay. Like hit me up. Yeah. She, she, she made it work. Like, I don't know, 10 years ago, she made a lot of money. So if you oh, want to yeah. talk to her, hell um, yeah. Yes, get that bag. She can tell get you that how to hustle bag. that playboy bunny stuff. So <laughs> you know what I mean? And that's, that's networking and we're doing it yeah. live here on Twitch. I hope y'all are taking notes. <laughs> yeah. You better have your notepads out. There was yeah. someone in this chat who was thanking us for doing this. Uh, Black Aww. Dahlia, Black Dahlia. Uh, Hi, you're welcome. She's a uh, music business, <laughs> studying music business and whatnot. So that's very exciting. Cool. Welcome. I ah. hope you're learning and taking notes, just as Lindsay said. You're welcome. No. <laughs> um, okay, here's a fun question that I know is going to get a groan from all of us immediately. How do we handle mansplaining on the job? Mm. 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 I don't. Mm mm. I just walk away usually, or I just tune them out and I'm just like, oh, okay, cool. I'm, I'm doing something. <laughs> I'm busy. Uh, I had this happen to me recently and I'm just not, I'm not going to work with them because I don't need them. And they lost themselves $20,000 of my hard earned money because of mansplaining me because god forbid god forbid a woman produces and writes her own music god forbid and i got talked to like i was stupid and i'm like you know what Mm -mm. yeah Yeah, bye (laughs) like i can find other people to work with bye absolutely what the fuck Mm-hmm. Well, they lost it. The, and that's the thing. They don't understand that their behavior has lost them. They'll know. They'll know eventually. I'm going to wait this. I'm going to ride this one out a little bit. They'll know one day. Be like the way you spoke to her after. Like, I don't even think they they looked me up and saw I've been doing this for 22 years and how many major albums I've had on major labels. And they're just like talking to me like I'm a, I'm a green 20 year old who has no idea what they're doing in the studio. That's yeah. So frustrating. Oh, I was good telling you though for I'm dropping them. Fuck. Yeah. Don't I got ever, other people. Don't ever give people what they want when they're acting home. like that. Be respectful <laughs> always. And that's just well, part of like standing your ground. And it's like it, let's say I actually took this job and I continued to work with this person by proxy because I was actually hiring one of their people. And like I'd have to deal with them for like scheduling and payments. Like you go through it and you're just you're not respected and you're talked to like you're stupid and it starts to affect your mental health, which starts to affect your energy, which starts to affect your creativity. And it takes away from all the good shit you have inside of you to make the best album, you know, I've ever made. Maybe I don't know yet. That's for the world to decide. But like, it's not, it's so not okay to give people like who talk to you like that, your money and to go through with the project. Like I've been like, I'm going to tough it out. I'm going to tough it out with being in circles where people like mansplain and don't respect me. And by the end of it, I'm like, it wasn't worth it. 
it just wasn't worth it. Like, like I just, I came out of that feeling like empty and used and gross. So mm-hmm. yeah, don't do it. But anyway, sorry, anyone else? How do you deal with mansplaining? <laughs> <laughs> I had uh, an episode uh, that was just so frustrating for me and maintaining the professionalism was the prime directive to stay just calm. And I think that's a really good thing with it is to know one, that you're not a punching bag. You're not someone's punching bag. Um, And if someone's being rude or disrespectful, you don't have to take that even at work. uh, You don't have to accept that sort of thing. You can always um, just tell someone, I hope you have a great day and walk away. Um, or thank you so much for sharing that opinion with me oh, and walking me. away. Mm-hmm. Um, but for <laughs> me, guess. this one situation, um, so part of uh, what I do is I'm a product specialist, a narrator, talking car um, for an automotive company that makes hydrogen fuel cell vehicles. So I've worked a lot of events um, where I'm the specialist talking to people about hydrogen fuel cell and how it works. I had an event where uh, me and all my fellow specialists were all uh, uh, women and women uh, presenting uh, and all of the brand ambassadors who have not gone through any training were all male, male, uh, male presenting. And I had multiple men who would come and ask questions about the technology to the men and they don't, they're not trained and they're the only training they do have is to defer questions to us. And these guys would literally keep asking the questions to the man and then not look at me while I answer them and then keep asking it only to the man. They would not look at any of us women and they would not acknowledge us. It was just asking the men because only men could know about cars. It was like flames. It was so frustrating and just trying to maintain my composure and just I kept just delivering the knowledge that I know I have in a confident and succinct way. Uh, And, Mm. you know, it was very difficult. It was very frustrating. Uh, But it's just amazing to me how even once he was shown that, you know, with the women are the ones who are going to be answering the questions, they still wouldn't even talk to me or look at us. It was just... I I will say there is something in men with weak egos who cannot stand a woman being smarter than them or better at their job than them. It's just a weak ego thing. God forbid a woman can educate you. God forbid a woman can do your job better than you. And that's where it stems from. It just stems straight up from insecurity. So that's totally why that happened. You didn't do anything wrong. No, You were the smarty pants. You're doing a good job. Yeah, but it's just, it's just the, it's just the way that society is set up is so damn frustrating. I, uh, <laughs> I, and that you'd think that I'd be the first person who would like clock, and I do. Depending on the situation, I will be the first person to clock someone and put them in line. For, but I also, I'm know, bringing you on tour. But I also know in certain situations to pick and choose my battles, and a lot of the times I will be very honest. I just kind of look them in the face and I just go. Okay. And like, I feel like that's my own subtle because I know there's some people that you work with continuously where it's like, if it's, it's subtle mansplaining, like there's certain, there's certain boundaries that you do not cross with me. But like for some people I go, you know what? I don't want to waste my energy on things. Like what, like if I ask a question like, Hey, 
Uh, I need to know if we need to use A or B. Like, I'm posting this thing. Like, should I post with A or B? Like, what's the general feel? And they're like, hey, Shay. So we have A and B. So there's different situations where we can use A and B. And you're like, yeah, I just need to know, like, when I use A and when I use B. And they're just like, and, like, and I could, like, yell at them and be like, bro, you need to get your fucking shit together. And they go, thank you. So, like, I just, I'm very succinct, but, like, I'm not going to go to war over that, you know, in that professional moment. Because I'm like, this person's just right. dumb. Like, and, but if they were being, like, super disrespectful or cross a boundary, like, I know, like, I'll be like, hey, don't. My favorite thing to say is, I'm not under, I'm not sure if you're under the impression that I let everyone speak to me like this, or you, if you're asking me to make an exception for you to be speaking to me like this, but I would like to evaluate this right now. And, and that's professional as fuck. You're like, mm. <laughs> damn. You're like, yeah. Or if, if they, you, they said something that you're not okay with, you go, that's a very interesting thing to say out loud. Because you're not, like, accusing them of anything. You're just putting emphasis on what came out of their mouth. Interesting take. Like, like interesting. If, they say, if they say something horribly yeah. awful and they think it's funny, just ask them why it's funny. Oh, yeah, I miss, I'm so sorry. I missed the joke. Could you explain yeah. it? But for me, and, like, yeah. literally, if they're like, no, 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 no. You're like, no, 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 please. I, I want to be in on it. it. Why is this funny? For I me, feel a like lot another microaggressions thing. that like I can't battle mm. it out, so that's for me. But, but that's, that's smart. Mm -hmm. I feel like another thing, and it's not necessarily mansplaining, but it's just an annoying thing that men tend to do in within industries is um like for example when I'm working um, at shows and stuff like I've conducted VIP, I've done merch, I've done just helping set up stage prep and shit for bands. Um, People will assume that I'm just there either for clout or to get with somebody like I'm one of the like hoes. And it, it's very frustrating because it's hard to get taken seriously because it's like, you know, me or anybody else that's there, you know, that may be a woman or female presenting, um, you know. I'm here doing a fucking job, <laughs> you know, like yeah. I'm not here because I want to do anything with these dudes because, you know, off stage they're just dudes, you know. And are they ever saying that to the men? Are they saying, oh, you're just doing this so you can sleep with the band? No, it's, it's just like a, a chick thing. And it, it, it doesn't Only help that out women and non-binary. And it, yeah. And it doesn't help that I, you know, I'm always dressing up. That's just natural for me. I'm a fucking stylist, but you know, yeah. people always just assume I'm there to just make, make a, an appearance or something when that's not the case at all. It's just really hard to be taken seriously in any of these entertaining industries. Yeah, they have these like preconceived assumptions or preconceived notion. I, yeah, assumptions. And it's like, I remember my first European tour, we were co-headlining with a band. And after the show, and at the time I had like half green hair before like everybody had it for the most part. And it's like, I was just on stage and I went up to introduce myself and say, thanks for having us on the tour. And one guy asked me if I was the merch girl. And one guy asked me if I was one of the guy's girlfriends. And I was like, so like, you guys are so stupid. Could you just like use your brains for like five seconds more and think about like what you ask before like it comes out of your mouth. And I was just like, man, this is so not fun. But luckily in heavy metal, there are a lot more women in, in the musician role, which is great. It's so good yeah. to have so many more women. But I, 
Yeah, but it's just, it's really, I, I think sometimes when people speak, they really don't think about what they're saying until it's too late. And they're like, oh my God, I shouldn't have never talked to that person like that. Yeah. Um, and you know. especially like when I'm working at conventions, like when I worked at a music industry convention, my job was to promote um, this equipment. My phone just fell <laughs> to promote equipment. You know, I was doing interviews. I was conducting VIP for the artists that were signing there. And, um, you know, it, it was frustrating because people thought, you know, that I was there for those very interesting reasons and <laughs> that's not it at all um but that that's just how it always is especially I feel like in the rock music world though it's insanely misogynistic because it is male dominated um mm-hmm. and you know it's such a thing to have like you know everybody hates the term but like groupies you know so people always assume that like me or any of the other you know women there are groupies when no, you know so not like fair. I said I'm freaking yeah. working here like I'm working here I'm working here what do you want from me she's working <laughs> that's when the Italian comes out of me that's when I get fucking mad I love it <laughs> no oh my gosh yes Sally Skeleton that drives me up a wall or like oh that needs to die when I'm you you're like you know what as someone with like memory stuff with the neurodivergent it's super rude super rude to just just be like oh because right at this very instant you can't remember something right this second you're you're a fake you're like man you just put me on the spot and my memory just went like you know like instantly (laughs) you've seen me do that i'm like me i've never met me who's I don't even try. Like when people do that to me, I'll purposely just name the most popular song they have to piss them off and make them leave me alone. Like one time uh, I was at Disneyland and I was wearing a dancing shirt and a dude came up to me and he was like, always that band. It's always always Danzig or the Misfits or yes. some, you know, like like who doesn't fucking know who they are at this point? Who hasn't Googled them and listened to, it's you know, my fault they sold out so hard. Their shit is sold like everywhere dead ass everywhere mm-hmm. yeah. Like I, was wearing, yeah I was wearing like a ripped up dancing shirt and these two like big ass dudes come up to me and they're like hey name three dancing songs and I was like oh I don't know maybe mother and then they were like I knew it I knew you didn't know anything and they walked away and I'm just like dog who at this point again who doesn't know any fucking dancing songs if they're gonna wear the shirt he's one of the most popular names in punk like i always also, say like, why is that a thing why do you people no. have that desire like do i look like i don't listen to the misfits no. come on i always say can i yes will i no nah and then you just no. like, can i yeah will i no i don't work for free and then just act like yeah. whatever you do is money <laughs> she's like i don't that's i don't that's, work that's, for free give me I'm 10 bucks fucking, a song be like oh baby do you need wiki i'm not wiki Sorry, baby. I'm not the one. But that's if Mm -hmm. I have an attitude at the time. Uh, So I do, I am kind of tired. Before we wrap up, I wanted to end with one question from all of us. What advice do we have to our viewers? Because we are all kind of in industries that are related, but very different at the same time. And we've, we've all had the same struggles and like similar ways of getting in and like 
ways of exposing ourselves and getting out there and networking. But what advice do we have for people who want to get in our industries or industries that are similar to ours? I'm going to say work for your work. Mm -hmm. I always say that. Angela? I feel like, you know what, if you, I I saw on the internet, (laughs) you know, people complain and cry all over Twitter about, you know, everything and nothing. And it's like, you're not going to get shit handed to you just by being like, why not me? Why is everybody else wiping my ass? Like, no, (laughs) no, like damn it's it's crazy it's it it really is insane and that's why I say work for your work yeah yeah Mm -hmm. very smart I know big brain in there big brain um big brain big just be aware of your footprint in general everywhere uh like whatever industry you're trying to get into people are going to be watching you and like who who do you want to be who do you want to be someone to work with did you put out a lot of positivity out in there and there's nothing wrong with like you know if you want to vent and stuff but like try to even it out because even if you're going through a bad time just know that like whatever you're putting out there if you're trying to get hired right now people might be looking so if you want to vent absolutely maybe put it on your close friends or like certain like certain circumstances like absolutely vent away but like you know what I mean like make sure your entire feed isn't like negativity don't do it to the world or make sure you're not like you know being really mean to people online a lot or like your like your digital footprint is huge and then just Mm -hmm. be someone that other people want to work with like be someone like Lindsay was saying earlier I can't I love it so much I can't stress this enough help some people like help others when you see they need something maybe it's not what is on your disc like work description and like your job description I'm sorry but like if someone needs help like carrying something around or they need someone to stay late and like um stuff stuff mailers or something or you know they need someone to show up early to like get access to a venue like do these things like help each other out like be someone yeah be a be a team player that's yep. me. that's my advice mm-hmm. yeah I love it I think uh, I would say if you have something that is truly what you want to do, I think you should keep going for it and not take no for an answer. You should keep trying if this is really what you want to do. We're in a new world, a new age, I feel like, where so much can be possible for you uh, and people can achieve so much. Uh, I think if you really are passionate about something, keep going for your dream. Don't let other people you know, to deter you off of what you want to do. And at that same token, I think don't bottle yourself down with perfectionism. I I always butcher the phrase, but my friend told me this phrase is something about like launch your 80%. I'm I'm not uh, articulating it correctly, but basically you don't need to have every single thing at that perfect 100%. You know, it's better to put yourself out there and be seen. And it's, you know, you're still something you worked on. It's 80%. We're not saying send your 20%, you know, Mm -hmm. something that you haven't put effort into. But something doesn't have to be perfect. We are our harshest critics. And if you keep waiting for it to be where this is where it's like, I feel like it's perfect. You might be missing out on uh, growth opportunities, networking opportunities. You, You have no idea. So I would say launch 
you know, if you're wanting to make, make videos on TikTok, don't make them, you don't have to wait for them to be perfect. Just launch, launch it, launch what you want to be doing. Um, but again, of course, like I said, it's not a low percent. So you still have to put in work to yeah. what you care about. You still, it, it needs to be a significant amount of work. That's almost 100%. We're saying don't, don't get so boggled down with having to be perfect. That would be, yeah. let's say, be, be easy on yourself. Um, be kind. I think uh, a lot of what we've talked about boils down to kindness. Mm-hmm. A mm-hmm. lot of it. If you can be kind at your workplace and kind to others. It's cool and, to be kind. Yes. <laughs> I remember that shit. I'm not the singer. Of course. Sorry, but go ahead. Love you, baby. You gotta be cool. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> is that Baruch Salt? Who is that? No, that's shit. Now I'm gonna find out <laughs> at four in the morning when I can't sleep. I'll just sing it into the Google thing. Um, okay, where do, what do I say? Um, advice. I think uh, you are you have to like define what success is for you. You have to really like, you can be famous and broke. So you might as well define it by like what you want to accomplish because comparison is the theft of joy as we know. So just make those goals and just be like, if I can accomplish these, I will be happy because if you just keep going after fame and money, like it's never really going to fulfill you. But I think the most important thing is like, to be successful too is a winner's attitude. You don't really get ahead if you play the victim. And I see that a lot. Like I find people who are champions, they're thriving versus victims are always just kind of surviving. And I think just having that attitude adjustment really changes everything. Because if you, if you stay in that, like meh, like the people you said, complaining on Twitter attitude, it really self-sabotages. And I've met these incredibly talented musicians who are like, disgruntled about the modern world and doing press and doing social media. And I'm like, you can stay stagnant in your opinions. I'm going to thrive in my options because I don't like doing it either, but I love what I do so much that I would rather suffer through trying to figure out Twitch tonight. Like we had to, cause you know, I was like, I'm not letting these ladies down. I'm not quitting yet. But like, that's kind of been the attitude that I've carried. And I think that's what people want to work with. And it shows in everything you do. And also just, don't give up, but show up like 110% every time, like give it your all and you will get places. Yes, absolutely. I think also, um, you know, be genuine, be kind, you know, don't even attempt to social climb in any way because people talk, people will see it, people will know. And, you know, again, like they, like they all said, don't sit around and whine because no one's going to want to work with you. They're going to view you as you're going to drag your feet and you're going to complain the whole time. That's mm-hmm. how you're making yourself look. Um, just be be vigilant, be on top of your stuff. Don't ever compare yourself to anybody else because you don't know where they're at. You know, you could compare yourself to somebody that you see on social media, but their life could be completely different off screen. You know, I've seen people that... You know, like I've I've heard of people that, you know, will just bring multiple outfits to, you know, a place and take a bunch of pictures and post it throughout time. So it looks like, you know, they're somewhere every day when they're not. They're just at home just kind of posting it throughout the month. You know, everybody does that. Every Everything is fake. And just focus on yourself. Focus on what you want to be and what you want to do. And like Lindsay said, money is not everything. It will not 
buy your happiness. It will not buy your success because at the end of the day, you have to do what makes you feel right. Hell yeah. Period. Oh my God. Period. I feel like this has been such an amazing stream. Yeah. Very insightful. Wisdom, my friend. I'm happy to help. I'm a... Thank you for having me. This is so, this was honestly so much fun. Cause like every time I watch your streams, I'm like, I want to know what they're doing and what they're working on and how they do the thing and how they got to doing the thing and being able to do this. And I was like, awesome for me. Um, but next time I'm going to join y'all, I will be off screen in my pajamas disheveled in bed. So that's usually how yeah, it goes when totally I join. But, <laughs> yeah. but I'm half so in my pajamas. It's uh, <laughs> yes, this episode is over already. I'm so sorry, but we do this every Tuesday. Sorry, gang. And next every Tuesday, Tuesday, we're going to be having a watch party. So we are going to figure out what we're going to watch, and uh, we will let you guys know. Maybe, maybe we'll have you vote on it, um, and then hopefully we'll get some kind of a game together, like a watch party game. Uh, it could be a drinking game, but we're not promoting drinking. If you don't want to drink, that's totally cool. We also encourage hydration, or you could, like, mm-hmm. I don't know. Water friends. Kitty kiss- kisses or something like that. I'm going to kidnap my cat and be like, every time this happens, you know, kiss your cat. And I'm going to, like, you know, strangle my little ginger cat. But <laughs> I'm going to come up with something, so we'll we'll keep you po- we'll keep you posted Lindsay, thank you where should where should thank you so much Lindsay. You, like, promote give you give yourself the promotions we're at patreon all this tell us oh just go to my website it's lindsayschoolcraft.com uh i'm on instagram and twitter as lins like lins riot l-a-n-d-z riot that's my first girl punk band stage name that's why i've kept it i'm like i won't let this die um <laughs> And uh, I'm also on the Book of Faces. And yeah, patreon.com slash Lindsay Schoolcraft. I'm working on a new album. I'm dropping little clips of the demos I'm working on with Rocky. I have a podcast, like all the fun shits on there. So just go check it out, see if it's for you. And thanks thanks so much for having me. Thanks to everyone who joined. Yeah. So much fun. Thank you for being here. Thank you so Thank much you for, for being a part we're so grateful to our hell hotties tier on patreon yes. so thank you to our hell hotties red coat kez thank you so much for your support thank you on that note we'll see, see you next, next tuesday. tuesday see you next tuesday babe. <laughs> bye guys bye